0: Six minutes. well no <laughs> okay. well
1: i i think this also makes it because then like conversation just kind of happens and then yeah. we're like like oh we're already talking now and then it just yeah. kind of starts we're mm-hmm. just really chilling that's the theory i also don't want to be here for three hours no
2: yeah. i don't want to be here for three no, hours I, either I, I got things to do so okay whenever we're ready
3: uh i am let's, re- let's um, force it i want to force, force it, it. on okay. my <gasps> end i am ready
1: okay welcome to casting light my name daniel
2: Debbie, oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that was so good. Do you That's, want to do it? That sounded. I can do it. Okay, whatever. I, I thought I mean, that was it. Yeah, we're. It, it is now.
1: Oh, so About anyways, I'm we're I'm here. We're list. here with Ryan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're really gonna. I was like, do I say something? Episode. Do I just sit here? Like,
2: what's it just way caught me off guard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I
3: caught us all off guard. <laughs>
1: That was probably the clearest my voice has sounded, too, so I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, that's cool. that's good. Yeah, so since we're rolling now, my name's Daniel. I'm a case manager at Guiding Light and a co-host of this podcast, apparently. And I'm with, <laughs> I'm with Debbie, who does some stuff.
2: I'm a life coach. You're
1: a life coach who does some <laughs> other stuff, and she's the host. And we're here with uh, Ryan, who's... I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm a life coach, case manager as well. Um
0: do cool stuff, I guess.
1: Can you tell me about that cool stuff? Scheduling.
2: <laughs> Trips. <laughs> oh, really? Are you in charge of all the scheduling?
1: I am
0: now. Thanks, Daniel.
1: You're welcome. <gasps> mm.
2: Scheduling what?
0: Uh, they're, they're all up north for the next week, two separate groups. Mm. So they get to go to Mackinac, all that. Um, silent Retreat, Camp Henry. Um, normal weekly schedule stuff. Trips to the YAA meetings. Wow. Anything involving the schedule is now my responsibility.
1: Can you can you break down what Camp Henry is and the and the Silent Retreat just just because a the Silent Retreat I don't think any I don't think many people yeah. know exactly what that even is but and then Camp Henry is just a great
2: yeah a great and place. we haven't touched on either of those I yet know, right? so far <laughs> in the podcast so sweet perfect <laughs> it's on you
0: so
1: Silent Retreat
0: um, they go to a hermitage in Three Rivers um, and it's what three days. Pretty much just no talking. Um, they have their own room that they'll get, their own cabin. It's the only time they really get alone time while they're in the program. But whole basis of it is just don't talk for three days. Just kind of be present, be silent. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I did it four years ago, yeah, it was one of the coolest things I've gotten to do in the program. It sounds really boring, and it was just a really cool spiritual thing. Camp Henry, when I went, that's the only basis I got for this um a lot of team building a lot of connection dodgeball building a fort um did a high ropes course um stuff I would just never really do um and doing that as a grown man with other grown men and kind of it was fun You just kind of got to let go and didn't didn't think about like man this is kind of weird it's more like hey this is cool that all these other grown men that just would never do this are all doing it together
1: I just like how many times you said "grown" in front of men.
0: I know, I repeat a lot. Okay, I'm not used to podcasts. I mean, I'm
3: nervous. It's weird.
2: I, <laughs> it is like weird.
3: It's, it's it's so it's important to preface that these <clears throat> we're talking about. Ryan and Daniel are case managers for the Guiding Light Recovery Program, which is a free substance abuse treatment program offered to men in Grand Rapids. Um, I myself, uh, Daniel, and Ryan all went through it at one point. So we were all, uh, at what point? At one point, addicts, and then we came here. And also, Thanks.
1: we're grown men.
3: And we were grown men. There, yeah, so it's it just, is an adult so only program. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it is just like it's super weird going to a summer camp. So that's what Camp Henry is. It's yep. for yeah. like it's a Christian summer camp, and where people range from twenty five to. 60 years old
2: from, from guiding light from yeah.
3: guiding light who are grown, all men. In, yeah. the grown men who are all <laughs> in one form or another, uh, going through either, you know, withdrawals maybe still, or, <laughs> or, or, you know, living the, like for me, it was one of the first opportunities I had to be like, oh, this is what fun is being, is, is like without the aid of substance abuse.
2: it's
1: it's what what season did you go in did you go in winter Uh, spring okay doug i think it was like april when i went we i sent you a picture today in winter yeah
3: (laughs) um such a cool photo (laughs) yeah uh i went i know i went in winter and then i think i went twice what i think i did
2: sometimes people do if they're here I'm like three
3: times but that's just because i'm staff
1: It is. It is a really cool. I'm not ex- sure. Like I, I, it just. I felt like a kid again. We were like, we got to build a fort, and I was just. I know thinking, that's I- what stuck out <laughs> to me. It's like
0: they're like, yeah, you can go and build a fort in the woods right now. Like you got like an hour. It's like all right.
1: Yeah, and it's just like wow, that's such a weird. I haven't had an opportunity to just genuinely be in the woods, and just yeah. go be like, I don't know, like find some trees and. We stuff. got to go pet horses. I never thought
0: I'd get excited about petting a horse, but. They have them. They have, they them, have right them there, there. Yeah. and I touched they, them. They
1: have, like, 16 of them.
3: Did you guys do the thing where you have to, like, like, yes. put the sand yes. on them <laughs> or whatever? I did. I remember that. Okay.
1: Did you do that, Ryan? Did you get to ride them? No, absolutely not.
0: Would you ride one? No. Really? don't like horses. Really? It's, like, the only animal I don't like.
2: Because they're bigger than you?
0: Yep. Uh, no. 100%. Right. How, I knew. Do you really want to open this? Camp?
2: Yes, I do. Sure. I'm do. i do. Yeah, I'm so very invested.
0: My sister at Horse growing up, she was always on, she helped out on, on a ranch for years. Um, I would sporadically go, and I've watched her get bit and kicked, and they're just oh. big. I get it. They're sweet. They're big, dumb animals, and if they knew what they're capable of, it's a scary thought. I think they do. Yeah. Then th- but they don't.
1: Yeah, doesn't that make them I've nice? I watched
0: they my listen. sister get thrown off for no reason. It's just, this is going to
2: be a controversial episode. I can I
0: handle a cat, all right. If Momo comes at me, taking her down. If Momo was, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Momo's- Can't do that to a horse. That's, fa- that's N- that is fair. a fair point. Yeah.
2: I I definitely I hear you.
1: I think most bigger animals though tend to know that they're bigger and they tend to not short of like a bear. But You're like any a... big dog, any big dog knows it's a big uh-huh. dog. So like it's no. not going to like. Yeah, I disagree you ever, see, you ever see how
3: animals interact with when they're with puppies or babies or stuff like that? Like they're aware of their own strength. You know what I mean? Have you ever Maybe. lived your life?
2: You haven't met my dogs. I <laughs> have not. That's the problem.
3: It's a case by case thing, I'm sure. But Oh,
2: yeah. I think her are... dogs
3: are just broken.
2: That might also be true. My cats are broken. Mine are like sixty-five pounds each, so I have two dogs. Both are sixty-five pounds, and like exactly? they have no idea. Well, ish. I don't okay. weigh them, but I can't lift you them.
1: You gave I a really specific number for that for not weighing. Them.
2: Well, because I rounded up. I don't know. Anyway, so
1: Ryan, what's it like to be in recovery? Coming from, <laughs> <laughs> coming from you're you're from Michigan. You're a Michigander. Yes. You're a Hollander. Yep. You're Dutch very these are all descriptions yep. but genuinely wh- what was it like for for you then versus now like an addiction versus now sure
0: um i mean in addiction it was constantly it's like every wake moment of my day was like thinking about when, when can i use again and then like i remember that like immediate relief once i finally got the like first mm-hmm. drink for the day and that's like that's all i cared about having some actual like forethought today is pretty cool and it's like okay i already i'm i found out i'm really kind of a planner and it's like i want to know what my week's gonna look like i didn't care about that when i was using that's a big one um being able to sit back and look at things like, oh, I paid my rent for the month. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good for the, then just having those little bills, um,
1: covered. I
0: don't know. There's, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff
1: is done. Uh, well, no, but the, stuff, I'm going the, to, sure. I'm going like, to bring up one that I know spe- specifically for you is what has your physical, physical journey been? So you're, you're big into, you're big in a diet. You're big into yeah. physical fitness. I doubt you were living out of your car drinking a fifth of vodka and being like, I'm gonna hit the gym and do my do my abs today. Like so or how or were you like that? I don't know, maybe. Absolutely not. <laughs> so like how like why is that such a thing for you now?
0: So I've, I'm going too long of a story I you know about my We have time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, should, I, what, should I tell the liver failure and kidney
3: failure story? Sure.
2: Wow. Is it so, fun? Yeah. Is it I don't fun? know. It's funny to me. It's probably not.
3: It is funny. Yeah,
1: you're here. You're here yeah. now, so it's funny. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: Everything is funny in hindsight. Right.
0: Let's see. So I was 23, I think, gazing off into the distance. 23. I One, I don't know if I look at you all or serious. the camera. I keep forgetting dogs over there. Um. So anyway, 23, I think. Um. I I was taking a ton of Tylenol. On top of drinking a ton, I didn't know. Disclaimer for those out there: if you take prescription over, or not non-prescription over, over-the-counter drugs, they're still dangerous.
1: Why were you taking that much Tylenol? Yeah, because everything hurt.
0: Because <laughs> my side hurt. Because my liver hurt. She
2: so and- took Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, very <laughs> undereducated.
0: Okay? I'm trying to turn this into a positive.
2: <laughs> On the side of the bottle, it does say not to take I a lot was an active addiction will. how old are you I'm, I'm 23 23
1: mm. no one likes you when you're 23 yeah <laughs> thanks
0: that was that's also true moving right past that one <laughs> um <laughs> sorry continue sorry, that's, um that's, no I was at a point in time I growing up um I was kind of always taught like if something hurts it's okay to take ibuprofen it's okay to take aspirin mm-hmm. tylenol whatever it, yeah so I never thought about the consequences of it I mean, at, at this point, I was, like, binge drinking anyway. I was thinking about yeah. many consequences for my life. So, of course, Tylenol wasn't even on the radar yeah. until I technically <laughs> overdosed on it, and my liver failed, which led to my kidneys failing. And then I almost got a liver transplant, and I got to spend a week... And <laughs> in, in, Ar- in Ann Arbor,
2: really distracting.
0: <laughs> in Ann Arbor, wondering if I was gonna get, get a new liver, didn't. Um, I kind of got lucky. There was like this liver specialist, like world renowned, um, that happened to be in Ann Arbor at that period of time. Wow. She's like, just let him sit for a couple <laughs> of days. We'll pump a full of potassium and zinc and see what happens. My liver enzymes dropped uh, about like half in the first day. Um, so that's all I got to keep my liver. I can just imagine
1: you like swallowing a handful of Tylenol, Tylenol off like a pint of vodka. Whoa.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) One. I was taking like, I was taking like two at a time, just multiple times. That was extra strength. So it's not like I was guzzling Tylenol. It was like literally, I I would take like two.
1: Did you ever take Tylenol with vodka?
0: I had never. Okay. I was a whiskey drinker. One. Did you
1: ever take Tylenol with whiskey? Yeah that's so funny to me i don't know why that's just like just makes me chuckle
0: yeah well what's kind of have i ever told you the story that led up to like learning about the liver failure i couldn't keep anything (laughs) down for like no this is like the three days before so i was like violently ill couldn't keep anything down couldn't drink anything so i was like all right i'm gonna go to urgent care i'm just super dehydrated i think i have the flu or something um i'm just gonna get they're gonna be up with an iv I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fine. So like I go to urgent care. one of those IV
2: spots for like an hour or whatever. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. They have those. <laughs> sure. That's a thing. It is. Um. Thank so you. I. Have I IV bars, yeah. We
2: have one here in mm, Grand it's Rapids. Crazy, isn't it?
0: it's wild. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I go to urgent care. Um. And yeah they give me the iv i'm like i feel great at this point i'm right i'm ready to go and they're like hey um we looked at your blood work and everything and we're gonna keep you for a little bit and i was like whatever and then they came back and they're like hey um we want to send you to the hospital are you okay to drive and i was like yeah I'm fine like you did come in here and said that you were super dizzy and hadn't really had any liquid in you for like three days so they're like we're actually gonna take you by ambulance i was like This seems a little extreme
2: yeah and they're not telling you why?
0: They didn't want me to drive.
2: Well, but they're so, not telling you what they're seeing that is making them concerned enough to send you to the hospital Yeah, and, and I went with
0: this. I would. Yeah. I didn't question, like, all right, whatever. So I get me in the emergency room. Um, while I'm there, they, they come in, and first she's like, hey, there's something going on with your kidneys. Like, we're not sure what's going on. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of more research. I was like, whatever. They come back. They're like, okay, just kidding. Um, your gallbladder is inflamed we're sure. yanking it tonight i was like i've had my appendix out it's going to be a pain in the butt for three days not that big of a deal let's just do it it's cool rip it out i don't think
2: that's the same
0: gallbladder <laughs> yeah, it's literally the same thing the only is thing it? it does is it helps you sort out literally like, like fatty and like greasy foods so you just have to eat a little bit healthier see i, I know it, a few people have like had useless. their gallbladder removed
2: and not they... That bad
0: they make up an incision that big and just rip it out
1: i don't think they yeah. rip it out but yeah, they do just yank it. It's like a tooth. I don't
2: just know, grip eating it and rip it. It's hard for a while because it has to do with bile and stuff. I, This is not a medical podcast, but. Yeah. Well. <laughs> let's make let's get
0: that cleared up right now. <laughs> this is not sanctioned advice. A medical We're talking about whiskey weekend. and Tylenol. I don't think it's much. <laughs> exactly. About.
2: That sounds like a country song. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Whiskey and Tylenol. <laughs> but so back story. They, they tell me that. They come back a third time. They're like, just kidding. You have hepatitis. I was like, what is happening at this point? Yeah. make up your mind what like, have I what done? what have I done
1: me? that deserve that made me deserve this <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> So come back the last time just kidding again wasn't hepatitis your liver just failed. It's acute <laughs> liver failure you're getting a transplant. you're gonna die if we don't get one
2: And this was how long of a time period is this one day?
0: This or? is over eight hours. I went from eight hours Goldblider being prepped for surgery. I think that was within like three hours. You're being prepped for surgery for Goldblatter too. We're sending you to Ann Arbor because Whoa. it's the only hospital. within like a thousand mile radius. Is this in Holland? Transplant. This is at Holland Hospital.
2: This is crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they threw me an ambulance. Um, this Just is where it gets less in there. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is where it gets less fun. The drive from Miss <laughs> or, or from Holland to Ann Arbor. It was I. I was like in and out of consciousness. Like it was bad. Like I legitimately thought I was gonna die. I was in the ICU. Um, I don't have I shown you pictures. Yes. So you remember my eyes being like all messed up. Yeah. So my yellow, right? No. So my blood wasn't clotting. Oh. Um, but I was dry heaving so much because I was violently ill from my liver. Yeah. Being dead.
1: You have like black eyes, don't you? Uh,
0: bright red. I looked possessed. Uh, maybe I didn't see the picture. I looked like um, <laughs> what's that movie? Insidious oh the demon in the that was my yeah. eyeballs um for like a month and a half afterwards wow yeah so and then the ivs like if like anything like if they missed at all I, like yeah. my arms were just covered in bruises um it was bad and i looked like that for like oh, oh, over a month afterwards so i'm sitting in the icu thinking like all right like this sucks <laughs> like god i could really use a drink right now yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think it was in the ICU for a day and then to put putting me in a room and deciding they're going to wait on surgery. And I just kind of sit there for a few days. And then Yeah. So to answer your question the longest way I possible, forgot what my question was. I, don't I care about my health. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Because, because and all almost killed me. It wasn't wow. my actions. It was Tylenol.
2: Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that I'm pretty sure
0: that, well, that Okay, a...
2: I do have a question. How long after that? Like how much longer Both know where it's did you like, com- <laughs> like like not stay? Years? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like how long was it between that and like guiding light?
1: I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I, I'm hold on. Can years. we Can we go back to how long were you sober after that? Oh, until you sure. started drinking?
2: Yeah, there's that one, too
1: a week or two wow!
2: Really? after
0: the hospital. So it was maybe three or four weeks total. I
1: don't
0: okay. exactly remember. It was not a long time. It was pretty
2: sure.
1: It was kind of like I'm free. What, what was the, yeah. Like, can you, what was that thought? Like, so you got, so you get out of the hospital, like there had to be, I mean, unless you're, you want to see how good I am at justifying stuff.
0: Sure. Uh, <laughs> I had, I had someone tell me a uh, medical prefer, Professional, They were like, you're super, super lucky because your liver is the only organ that will heal itself. Right. Like mm-hmm. next to like a bone and heal yeah. itself to like back to where it was. Tip yeah. top. Because they yep. can
2: kind of like regrow even mm-hmm. to some degree. Okay. Yep
0: should not have told me that i mean i'm i probably would have drank anyway let's be honest yeah. but if i'm justifying the situation right. i think in did my they, mind i was like it's been a couple of weeks like i'm i i was like i'll just ease into it just just I'll a pint of it. a day <laughs>
1: and i did that for a little bit wow what okay. was did they did they have a conversation with you about like <clears throat> sir like this is this is like how honest are you them like i don't know i'm drinking like a fifth of whiskey a day and like eating like no. 15 I Tylenol lied my tail off sure so
0: they were like hey when was the last time when was the last time you drank i was like it's been a couple weeks and i'm really really trying there there's alcohol in your system like,
1: we were just talking about this yesterday Magic. i was like that's
0: so weird <laughs> that's
2: so weird i,
1: I don't know man me. i don't that shouldn't that should be impossible there's no way yeah so i was lying so, <laughs> think they knew um
2: i mean i feel like they had to right
1: that'd be so frustrating to deal with you (laughs) well that's
2: weird too because like you hear about people not getting transplants in that situation so like is that is them figuring that out why they were like no no no, just pumping full of potassium and we'll see what happens
0: um i do wonder if the my history with alcohol at that point may have had that um, it is hard to get that transplant. That's more for people with liver disease. Right. At that point, they thought it was going to be, I'm going to die if I don't get one. So I think you kind of jump to the top of the list.
2: Yeah. Um, okay.
0: If, if it's like, hey, we know that this Emergency person's been today, waiting because yeah. they have cirrhosis severely, but they've got at least a couple months, like homeboy is going to be dead within 24 hours.
1: This, tw- okay. this young, sense. vibrant 23 year old.
2: He just described what he looked like. I don't know about vibrant. Okay, at that this point. this
1: young. So I looked
0: slightly <laughs> possessed for like a month and a half afterwards. It's fine. And then it's fun to show the pictures to
1: people. And then two years after that.
0: Oh, I also swelled up like a tick. I forgot about that. I was super puffy.
3: I remember I went uh, one time. I went to jail and they weighed me, and I looked like I weighed a lot more than I did. <laughs> I weighed I I weighed like one fifty five. And I step on the scale and the nurse is like, Jesus, like, (laughs) and I thought, I thought at the time she was like, um, oh, I must look like really good. (laughs) Like, like she's probably saying that like, I weigh more than I look, you know, that's probably what she meant by that. Yeah. Yeah, This is all, this is muscles, muscles heavier. I looked like I weighed like 190 pounds, but I, I
1: you were just so swollen. Yeah.
3: just, Just bloated.
1: I never yep. really got I never really got bloated. I was always just Alcoholism. skin and bones. Yeah, and I still thought I looked great. <laughs> you minus forty pounds off me, and I was like, "You're doing good." Hey, some people are <laughs> into Skeletor, you know. I mean, I was just delusional, but
2: <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still well. To, to to get back on the the whole track of uh, why I like being healthy yeah. today. Why you like being healthy, and what it, and what that whole thing is like because I have I have my own story but we're not here for me this is about you Ryan
0: yeah so I can answer a question better now um looking back at something like that it's like and there was more in that like smoking since I was like 16 um just felt like crap all the time one of my favorite things and then like like when I was in active addiction is there like these few days I would just wake up out of the year where it's like for whatever reason I wasn't hungover. I wasn't like Sun was shining. I just felt really good and energetic. And there were so few and far between. It's like I got sober and it's like, how can I try to feel that every day? Um, I I know it's
1: such an alcoholic thing to say. No, but
0: but it's just like waking up and feeling like well rested, like Mm. not hungover, Mm -hmm. like no headache, like I'm ready to tackle the day. Like that's a good feeling. It's one of my favorite feelings. Mm. So it's kind of like, how do I feel it every day? And then um, some of the health stuff might be from body image issues I've been transparent about. I'm not going to get into too much of that right now. Um, But that played a part in it. And then it's trying to find that healthy connection between like we've been doing more CrossFit the last couple of months, least I have been Um, that's because it's like, okay, I'm starting to get in a little bit better shape and not just look like it. Mm. It's not just Mm. lifting at the Y it's not just like (laughs) trying to get bigger shoulders. It's like, okay, I'm actually starting to feel better. It's like, we are pretty active, play sports, play softball, golf, whatever it is. It's like, 2-0. 2-0, Two and zero, yep. Two and zero, baby. Yeah, the guiding light <laughs> softball team. No mercy, Unde- undefeated. <laughs> yeah, mercy them last night. That's where you're winning by so much. They end the game, just twenty two oh. to twelve. Yeah.
2: That's good to know because I I don't know the sports ball, so I yeah. got nothing for you. Yeah,
0: that's we're pretty good. Um, but anyway,
2: <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
0: I don't know it's it's kind of cool seeing it change. There was a point in time where it's like I was teasing myself a lot about like. Um, how calories use, what's good, like dietary stuff, blah, 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 different type style of lifting, um, what works better for some people, if you have a back injury, what can you do, all this other stuff. Um, I'm always hurt. Daniel likes to make fun of me for it. So trying to figure out ways to kind of like work on it's like okay, I have really flat feet that leads to a lot of knee pain. What are some lifts I can do to kind of help straighten that out and kind of help correct some of that stuff. And it's just really cool what your body can do and when you actually treat it right and stop taking Tylenol and, and constantly <laughs> <laughs> and and whiskey and whiskey yeah that too um <laughs> but it's 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 just cool seeing like i don't know if, if you look at like the human body it's absolutely amazing that mm-hmm. it does what it does and we're here and it's it's still like such a weird concept to mean i took anatomy this last semester and it's like some of the stuff i learned like atp and all it's just like what the heck and it's just cool and it's fascinating and then seeing what your body can do and it's like if i do this if i eat less carbs in the morning i don't feel as lightheaded in the middle of the day and mm. it's like oh it's because my glucose levels were like plummeting and it's just like little stuff like that's just mm. cool to me so that's why i like fitness and it's to feel better and yeah, probably a little bit of vanity in there but it's fine.
2: That's kind of cool. It's, it's almost like you found a bit of a passion through mm-hmm. like terror. I don't know, like <laughs> a, a <laughs> horrifying <PTSD>. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't we all a little bit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's,
2: it's kind of cool though.
0: Turn something to a positive.
2: Was that something you discovered while you were in the program? Cause I know, I know they do a lot of work with like fitness and working out and things, but where did that come after?
0: probably both. I'm not sure at what point I think it was definitely driven more by vanity, like leaving the program. Um, but one thing I always liked, I kind of thought about today, we had a really hard workout this morning and I just wanted to quit the whole time. But I remember how excited I I used, I used to get when I was in the program, we'd go to the Y and do like the CrossFit thing. It was just a lot of random exercises. Mm -hmm. It always felt so hard. And it's like the first few times going through the program, it just, or the first like few times we went, it just sucked. And then by the end of it, I would, I would have guys, I was always really excited. And I've had guys be like, man, Ryan really gets it. Whether I was the fastest or not, they just saw yeah. I was kind of busting my butt. Um, I am competitive and I think that helps, but it is kind of cool that it's like, okay, I was working my tail off or something and I got recognized for it. Yeah. Whether no one was like, oh man, you're like, no one complimented the outcome of it it was just they complimented the effort and that was something that was kind of made me feel good and i think in a healthy way um so i think that kind of is where i get some of the drive to do stuff like this morning we had to run around this block and it didn't sound that bad or look that bad by about your fourth time around it's like 77 degrees outside and you're out of shape and i'm just like i yeah. don't like any of this and it's like i want to quit and then it's like i did, just thought about this moment like four years ago, and someone's like, "Man, you're killing it!" And I was like, "Okay, I can still do. That. I can do better now." Like, so
1: yeah, it's the 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 grit that you're able to see people go through. It it is so awesome to see somebody that is clearly, uh, sometimes clearly not athletic, not yeah. in shape. They're they're not going to be able to quote unquote like do the best in the workout. But you watch them and they're just gritting teeth, pushing through it, putting in the effort. And it's just like, oh, that's that's way more motivational than someone that just does really good in a workout. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that we've talked about this before on the podcast and just all the time, like seeing people do something that they don't think they can do. Mm. And it's such a. It's a great analogy for, like, getting sober or anything else that they're trying to do here, you know, it's like you think it's impossible until you're doing it and then all of a sudden it doesn't feel so impossible anymore. I mean, that's brain science nerd. Anytime you're trying to accomplish something, if you break it down into something that is manageable, your brain has an easier time doing it. So if you can do one push up, your brain automatically feels easier to do the next five or whatever it is.
0: Have any of you ever seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. And she's like, You can do anything for ten seconds. Yes. I sarcastically say that a lot and it's kinda true. And sometimes yeah. that's what it does. I'll have to do these types of workouts that I'm gonna call from the houseman right now. You gotta be kidding me. Um <laughs> Too bad.
2: I know. Hang Dang up. It. Um, Declined.
0: Yeah, I forwarded him to voicemail. Um <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Um no, we'll get these, like, four-minute straight exercises, mm-hmm. and it's, like, you got to jump rope and do burpees for, like, four minutes straight. And it doesn't sound that bad, and they are doing it. And it was, like, this is absolutely terrible. And it's, like, I can do anything for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And you do 30 seconds. It's, like, I sit for 30 seconds. I can do 30 more. I can do 30 more. And you do it, and then all of a sudden you get a break. And it sounds, I think, in the episode, they, they do that. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be really corny, and she's, like, cranking this, like. Yeah.
2: She's counting down from 10, and then she starts over at 10, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is funny, but. I mean, it's it one of works. those things like humor isn't just not true because it's mm-hmm. funny. It's also true and it works really well. Like if you can break that down, and I think you guys use that a lot in your coaching, not only in fitness, but in oh, the rest the, of the program the, the smaller too. steps? Yeah.
1: Well, I do think it's like, so Ryan went into the lifting. I went into running, but I, I, I knew that same concept of it was such a cool thing to be like, my body wants to like my mind my body wants to stop but my mind's like you can go further yeah like you can go further Mm -hmm. if 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 it was a life and death situation anybody could run 50 miles if it really was a life and death situation you might not run fast but you can physically your body can physically move that far yeah um but to break it down into like i just just next foot next foot yeah next foot one more step and the the super cheesy saying of like one day at a time like there it is are <laughs> you waiting for it so it's right it's true yep. i think i already said that that was my height that was my high school quote did i say that yeah so my mom. mom told me that quote a long time ago um as like when i was 16 i was going through some some struggles and she's like daniel just one day at a time and i was like mm-hmm. i don't want one day at a time i want to be 17. Uh, you couldn't yeah. get a, you couldn't get, uh, emancipated in Arizona unless you were 17 and I was 16 ah. at the time. And, uh, and she was like one day at a time. And that was my high school quote.
2: Was one day at a time. One day at a time wow. is in my yearbook. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I know, right?
3: <laughs> That's um, insane.
1: <laughs> but, uh, it is, it's just that, that one little step moving forward. But again, it's, I give a lot of credit for people that can really change their lives or get clean and sober, like outside of a a program or kind of like a Mm -hmm. facility or organization or whatever you want to call it. Um, because I really needed somebody to like give me a tiny bit of dirt. I didn't need to know exactly what to do, but they were like, you need to go, go that way. Like, I don't know where you're going that way, but you need to go that way. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then they're like, all right, just do it. And yeah. they didn't give me a big explanation of why or what it was like, you need to start doing things Yeah. and to take that tiny first step and like, Oh, okay. And that was huge for me. Cause I would have, that's it. I kind of finished that sentence.
0: I have a question that's going to ruin the flow of this conversation. Shoot, Let's do it. Uh, if I have a mini work emergency, emergency, is it emergency? Like not life and death, but given the situation probably might need to be, handled
3: well let's handle it right now okay yeah that's okay
2: i used to have to do two trainings a year on hipaa when i was a social worker
3: hey did you have to do two
1: trainings a year for hipaa (laughs) (laughs) i say we end this with a battle royale (laughs) oh my god can we just take a bunch of office outtakes like when you look directly at the camera oh it's not pointed at me but I've done a couple of those.
2: You have looked directly to camera several times. Yeah, you're
1: I had really to spread breaking, the message
0: to the world that really don't, don't take f-
1: Tylenol because <laughs> you'll die. And whiskey. You're missing out a part of it. You can't just say Look don't it, take Tylenol. It was
0: put down as a Tylenol overdose. That was the problem. I was taking like 5,000 milligrams a day. Were you, t- I were know you also bad. drinking I a know, lot of whiskey? I know that now. No, I couldn't
2: keep any of it down.
3: That's that's basically Brand's like me being-
2: not happy to be mentioned on this podcast. It
3: said- I it said Tylenol overdose on the paper. Yes. Really? That's so funny. If yeah, you look it also it up, said a heroin
1: no, overdose for me, but it was actually fentanyl. Does that make any difference?
0: The ty- look at the drinking does not help. We that's a given. Time? Does not need no, to be said. Right. Yeah. That it was a Tylenol overdose with drinking on top of it. Drinking heavy for 2 years, there, I was not drinking heavy enough to do that much liver now damage. Now we're getting in two a little years. closer mm. to the truth. <laughs> I never denied it being alcohol.
2: I, what you were never we talking the di- about before the break.
0: That's well, the Tylenol is the strong message from it. I'm, well, I'm Ryan. I'm an alcoholic. Anything <laughs> I tell you on this podcast, assume alcohol is involved.
3: A lot of it Short of the, last Short of the last four years. During the last four years. All right, the funniest catch-22 of your story is that you said that you were taking Tylenol because your liver hurt,
2: though. (laughs) I know. That was my favorite part of the story. It's
3: true.
2: (laughs) When Daniel's like, but why were you taking the Tylenol? You're like, my side hurt where my liver is.
0: (laughs) I think I said my liver hurt. You did, you did, yeah. yeah. You it, did. Was just, it was just like yeah.
2: you didn't know that at the time though. I'm not
0: saying it wasn't agitated. It's just I don't
3: think we're even pushing back against that. No,
2: it's
0: I like know, I was just, we're
2: all arguing the same to point. put we're, a
0: better analogy, I was using gasoline to put out a fire. Yeah. We're oh, we're
1: that's we're, we're commenting on an observation. That's why yes. I that's You're why turning I said it. it into a judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt really attacked by you. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked by Daniel all the time. Yeah. I live with him.
1: Okay. Oh. I still, so I, I was, I was, <laughs> so <laughs> we don't talk to each other in the morning at all. Yeah. So like I, I walked out, I don't have any heavy whipping cream, which I use for coffee and he has creamer in there. So we literally just, I walked out, like picked it up and just walked into the, like the dining room and just like Shook showed it, it showed it to him and he's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then never said a word. And now oh. that you brought it up, I'm like set to never talk to you in the morning. Like I didn't really acknowledge that we never did, but now I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to him in the, the morning. The only time you've talked to me in the morning that I can remember is
0: when Cece had her had her, had kittens. her kittens. Yeah. That was it.
1: I was going to I s I was gonna I was gonna speak.
0: Or maybe excuse me. And even half the time, if I'm on your way, if you're in my way, we'll just sit there and wait for the other person to move instead of just easily <laughs> being like excuse me <laughs> we'd rather just wait in silence i get hey, that. it's a system yeah. it works
1: yeah
2: i mean you don't really have to talk no in in the, the first hour of the I day don't i'm know not why anyone to does
1: i don't know why we're talking right now yeah podcasts are dumb
2: it's an audio <laughs> medium
1: i mean yeah but really isn't isn't silence also a medium
2: i mean we did talk you about should the go on our, our next silent earlier.
0: retreat
1: yeah
2: me Mm -hmm. (laughs) no it's been brought up before you chuckle like you're better than us but you're no 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 that is not why i'm chuckling i'm chuckling because i'm worse i don't (laughs) know that i could physically not talk for that i don't i don't
1: think you could i couldn't see but that's like where like like, why aren't you stepping into this because
2: i would be talking to my here's how i know because what
1: what if we broke down this three days into a smaller period of time so that you can just like practice getting used to it
2: I could try that. Almost like a marathon, you know? So, it's
1: the little steps.
2: Oh, yeah. We're breaking down a challenge <laughs> for Debbie now. So during the pandemic, I worked from home pretty much exclusively. And so it was just me and my dogs because my partner, Josh is his name, if anyone cares. um Still hasn't gotten he, me a band shirt. He hasn't. That's true. Um, he. Is an essential worker. So he was working the whole time. I'm just not looking at Daniel. <laughs> he was an essential worker. So he was gone. And I was by myself all the time. And I was still talking to the dogs, to myself. I would voicemail my friends.
0: I talked to Daniel's cats.
2: But that's uh, that's what I'm saying. I can't stay quiet that long. I couldn't even do it when there was no one to talk to.
1: I mean, you know, you didn't have an intention to be quiet, though. I never do. Well, that's the point. <laughs>
2: It is an interesting, like your point about being present for the silent retreat. I have always found this fascinating because I work with the guys after they've done this. And a lot of them talk about how much they loved the silent retreat. And it's still fascinating and baffling to me. I don't understand how that can be an enjoyable experience. I I really don't. Because I can't. It's it's in the talk.
1: woods too, so like we're in yeah. we're in downtown Grand Rapids and just the opportunity to go out into kind of like wilderness and green and also it's quite you don't realize how loud it is in the city until you go somewhere that's quiet. Right. And you're like, "Holy crap, it is. Like what is that? Oh, it's silence."
2: It is crazy. Yeah. So back I grew up in the middle of Michigan and my mm. mom lives at the edge of like 40 acres of forest that my family owns. So when I go home, it Sounds is that so exact nice. like just silence and like they're you you just don't hear anything and it is it is interesting how much louder i feel when i'm there
0: yeah does silence make you uncomfortable a little bit you're one of those people yeah let's just I sit in for a little bit should we no. make this a <laughs> therapy not session not bad, yes. why does silence make you uncomfortable
2: <laughs> i think because my thoughts are so loud truthfully
1: is it are we on tumblr right now
2: i know right <laughs> No, I mean, I do think like it is an interesting practice to be quiet for that long and to have to learn how to listen to your thoughts without them taking over. Because I think that that is something that even people who are listening to the podcast, and I know I listen to podcasts to drown out silence. And so maybe you're listening because you don't want to be in silence. And what would it be like to be in silence for that long?
1: But I. when i when i I hear you talk about like having to like it's an active it kind of is like this active process of not letting your thoughts become too loud Mm -hmm. but there's also a a acceptance that those are those thoughts yeah moving it where it's not necessarily a a struggle it's like a okay like i'm it's it's letting your hands go instead of trying to put your hands on which i I, but i generally because when i think about that i don't try to control my thoughts sure there i i will definitely not grip onto the thoughts of because i i still have cravings i still have bad thoughts i still have those really weird thoughts that are just like am i a bad person for thinking that like just those weird like things were like oh wow that's messed up um but it's just like and then i stop thinking about it i'm like oh yeah i'm I'm normal
2: (laughs) yeah like they don't mean anything yeah but I, i think that's the interesting thing like One thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about after the silent retreat is that one of the things they learned from it is that they can have a thought and it can pass and they don't have to talk about it, hold on to it. They don't really even have to think. They don't have to interact with the thought. It can just be. And I think that's an interesting concept that maybe most people don't experience. I agree. Because you can just distract yourself.
0: How often do you say whatever is on your mind?
2: Oh, a lot.
0: What do you think would happen if?
2: (laughs) He really did just flip this into a coaching session. 50% 50
0: of the thoughts that popped in your head, you just let be a thought. Just go down the river. You just acknowledge it and it's just gone.
2: I don't know. I might have to practice this and get back to you on that.
1: Can I, can I genuinely say I really enjoy, so I enjoy my work. I enjoy working with people and I enjoy being in this building specifically because I do have this, like, there's always this little push or shove or nudge mm-hmm. from anybody around me, whether you're in the recovery side, whether you're in job, like no matter where you are, if you're in this building and the people I surround myself with, everyone's just kind of like, well, why do you do that? Like, why don't you do it? Like, is mm-hmm. it like, that's interesting that you even. Where's the resistance? Where's the, like... <laughs>
2: What, what would it do for you word. to well, know the answer to I that question? I do not like
1: that word. Then why did you ask me that last night? Because it was in jest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. It's it's interesting. Like I think that's one of the things that I find really cool about working in and around the Guiding Light universe. Because <laughs> it does feel like a bit you, of a universe. universe huh? um, like At no point... I've been challenged by... I mean, I've been challenged by some of the guys in the program. Like if I say something or if I ask a question, they'll they'll challenge my thinking on it and it's I think it's really cool that it's a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. At no point have I ever felt like somebody felt like they couldn't say something to me or they can't say something to maybe they can't say something to their coach because y'all have punishments and stuff that you can hand down. I don't, but (laughs) maybe that's where they get the comfort. But I don't know. It just feels like a really collaborative environment, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Well, that and I don't want to that same thing of like that marathon analogy of getting clean and sober. Like I get that, but I also got a taste that I got a taste of this life that I can be more than what I currently am. I'm not locked Mm -hmm. into what I am like my identity my career choice my relationships like all this is a very fluid thing i can mm-hmm. i can shift and move with my with my life and i got for better or worse terms like addicted to this idea of like oh like i can challenge and grow to see other people grow is amazing but also to be able to look in the mirror and like oh wow like why like i didn't really like how i did that like and someone will mm-hmm. and i live with ryan and me and ryan go back and forth all the time well is every time it will sit in the kitchen and I'll pull up a stool and I'll be like, all right, let me get my vape because this is going to be like a two hour long conversation. <laughs> but I get to have those conversations just in my everyday life. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Talk yes. about, talk
0: Ditto. about how cool they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I thought you had something to say. So I was we're just very insightful
0: them. beings and yeah, we get to share it with each other and the cats and we're very blessed. It's
1: sometimes you would think how wise we are that are <laughs> My cats would be smarter, but they're not.
2: <laughs> well, that seems like a great place to wrap
0: up. How appropriate do I have to keep this Gosh. outside of language? i to talk about your cat and her teen pregnancy.
1: <laughs> so it's not her fault.
0: Or just need to be edited out.
1: So my Go ahead. so I, my, I,
2: <sighs> I don't know how relevant it is, but sure. We can talk about the cat. Well,
1: let, let me put it this way more so, venting at this point. My I got this a cat that session. I didn't know was pregnant and that's where the my cat gave birth on my bed at 3:30 in the morning and I woke up to small kittens being like meow meow meow. And I was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> seriously. Um this ties back into what we're talking about because before that, before that cat lived with us, not very smart, no wisdom. After living with us, haven't gotten pregnant since so i think that's Don't a testament you to us
0: repregnate something
1: that's already pregnant she had those kittens two weeks ago she gained wisdom from our kitchen conversations the only
0: other cat in the house has already had all of her little sex organs removed surgically surgically why do you professionally? make it look so aggressive i was trying to make this as weird and uncomfortable <laughs> as i possibly could
2: He already talked about ripping out a gallbladder. I don't know that this is that strange.
0: Um, That's all surgery is to me. It's just just ripping
1: things
2: out, ripping out organs.
1: (sighs) So
2: (laughs) not a medical. On that
1: note, I think I think that perfectly translates to basically everything we spoke about this whole podcast was. I think you can an, an analogy for this podcast would be my cats and their pregnancies and how. Really you can move past anything, even Tylenol and whiskey.
3: Yeah. Um, that's true.
1: Did you recover that as like a closer like that was solid? <laughs>
3: no, I was actually
1: just I don't know. I'm I was hoping to meet
2: I don't know if any of this is usable at this point.
3: It's all. there has gotta be something in there. I told some stories. I'm not like, I'm not gonna go through this with a fine tooth comb. Like this is all in there. This is gold. So, so
1: anyways, thank you
3: for, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to cut you off right there, Ryan.
1: Thank you for tuning into, uh, guiding lights, podcast, casting 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 light. Light. Thank you. I'm nervous. This is my first time doing these, these outros. I know you're Um, crushing it
2: though. You're doing a good job.
1: Thank you. I need some support. Um, Yeah, so if you want any other information, you can go to our website or the song notes or whatever those things are called. Show notes. Show notes. Doug, can you you chime in with
3: that information? Yeah, you can go to www.guidinglightworks.org if you want to figure out how to donate or get involved. Uh, If you or someone you know uh, is seeking professional help uh, for substance abuse treatment, provided at no cost to them and if they're serious about it uh you can also look it up on the website and uh you can find out about what happens here um yeah, yeah.
2: that's it thanks for
3: listening thank you. We'll see right. you next thanks, time Ryan. thank you
0: Ryan thank you for yeah being here. thanks for having me guys okay.